Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast. My name is Chris Bowne, the editor of Hotel Analyst, and I'm joined around the desk of Insight, as usual, by Andrew Sankster, the editorial director of Hotel Analyst. We're going to pour over three stories or group up three items that have amused us, interested us, and bemused us for the last week or so. And we're going to start this week, because it's we're right into results season, we're going to start by having a chat about the winners and losers among the very large branded operators. Normally, uh, we pick through quarterly results and we see them expecting and estimating and predicting they're going to be up or down a couple of rev par points in the next quarter and they're up or down a couple of rev par points in the last quarter but uh, this year has been completely different and here we have q3 results from all the big players with discussions about how they had recovered but we're still perhaps 30 40 or 50 points down uh, on, on on last year's comparables uh, and worrying about whether things were actually going to level off and wobble start wobbling back down into the next quarter um, what was interesting also about this quarter was that um, uh, you could divide the uh, the players into those who still were calling a loss and those who'd managed to inch a, a modest profit out of the quarter it also seemed to me that some of the winners and losers were split around the type of uh, operation they had so doing particularly well were those with uh, the, the sort of the two to three star properties um, and particularly the franchise operators so very strong results from Wyndham and Choice compared to less strong results from Hilton and Marriott uh, encumbered as they are by larger city centre properties and um, those massive hotels that are great for conventions which of course they're not allowed to operate at the moment um, and it looked like the uh, the the franchise operators have done very well out of the staycation markets across uh, various countries uh, through the summer uh, they've also done very well out of um, the blue collar end of the business travel market who have kept working all the while as the white collar workers have been told to stay at home and use zoom so um, quite an interesting set of results um, and the other thing that I took away from it all was um, the, the curse of the pipeline. They've all still got record numbers of hotels opening. Uh, and frankly, they'd probably rather not be having to open them for the next few months. Most of Q3 is now ancient history because we've entered raging bull territory, I think, because <laughs> we have a vaccine and the share prices are shooting up. Um, quicker than you can shoot the vaccine into your arm well we're not quite at the point of shooting the vaccine into your arm but there's a belief we will be able to do that before Christmas in some cases and I think that's just transformed the whole atmosphere and outlook around the sector and of course most of all of these numbers came out before we had the news of the vaccine which only really broke on Monday and we're recording this the, the day after on Tuesday so I think this is in this is rendered that 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 um, not meaningless to be wrong, but say far less relevant. Um, I think your analysis is spot on, Chris. I think absolutely, if you've got a big urban box, you've you've had a very bad time, and if you if you're out in the boondocks and you've got a, um, a market segmentation which is at the sort of mid market or below, um, you're, you're in good shape, and you're best shape if you've got a an extended stay property um th that's absolutely the case and that's going to be the case for the next six months plus but as we come out that people are investors are totally looking through this now already and they you know we can see that in the share price um and, and the run-up now uh, you know I, I think there's been a we were already in 
bonkers territory i think in terms of stock markets so um it's no surprise that some of that's now flicked across into our sector um you know you look at something like tesla and it's just completely irrational i think um 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 it's less irrational in our sector but i think they're pretty getting pretty fully valued actually given that we've still got you know uh, six months a year maybe more of difficult trading ahead of us before we're we're fully back to to you know wh where things were in 2019 um so I, I think if we if we look through this and we, we look say well actually 20 you know 2021 is going to be a tough slog certainly in the first half anyway but um the old cliche it's you know it's darkest just before dawn and i think you know we have the prospect of a dawn now which is terrific news um but the question now comes who's going to be the winners as we come out of this who are going to be the winners as things recover and actually some of the ones which you talked about suffering there chris uh, marriott and hilton um, my view is that they are going to be among the strongest uh, winners um, i think they've got a, a, a lot of things um sorted out they've got uh, in both cases good strong um loyalty schemes marriott's case 145 million members of their bonvoy um this is positions them very well and if you you know even you know when, when you listen to the conf calls they already positioning themselves in a sort of fighting talk atmosphere i was i was struck by marriott's release um, added a total number of nineteen thousand rooms in q3 mm. um but 1400 of those were from competitors it said and it's already positioning this i think in a very combative way ready as we as, as we come out of this and i think um the war rooms will be very busy now i think as as it's clearly visible that we we are on a path to recovery um it's by no means over um i think there's a lot of challenges but it, it's inconceivable now i think of any of these major groups you know having a uh, a, a crash and burn sort of situation where you know previously all the co the calls have been about well you know what's your cash burn you know um how big is your your, your balance sheet uh, you know what sort of position are you in um the case of most of these were actually very good and in in you know what's remarkable is that the, even in this the worst of all possible times um th they were cash positive in many cases um so I, it's quite remarkable just how resilient this this business model is and i think as we come out of this this um um pandemic and we start seeing an upturn i think they um to use that three word phrase which is all the fashion they have built back better um well, of course they've all stripped they've all stripped cost out of their operations and they've had to and so they're much leaner and fitter this time around as well yeah, um quite significantly actually i think we're going to go and talk about that in our uh, third item when we, we we address some of the owners issues there but uh yeah i mean i mean the numbers there are pretty impressive actually what what they've managed to strip out on the gna or sga or the corporate head office expenses if you like um they have taken you know they've been pretty severe on that and they think they say this is sustainable and if they can sustain it for a few years it's going to be a very good run for them i think as things get better let's talk uh, again about um 
what's going to be happening next and maybe this is another story that we're going to have to uh, reprofile as uh, the the months the coming months unfold um talking about um the annual review from pwc the consultants uh taking a look at the british hotel hospitality market and they they did do that annual review um, predicting a likely occupancy of 55% for UK hotels next year and warning that it's going to take a long time for uh, UK hotels to get back to uh, their 2019 performance levels. Um, the suggestion is that uh, London is going to continue to struggle though the regions will do okay next year as they did okay this year with the uh, staycation market. Um, PwC predicting therefore that um, there's still going to be issues around international travel through into the, the middle and third quarter of, of next year um, and PwC's report was suggesting that hotels need to really if they haven't already make sure they're kind of fleet of foot always ready to adapt and adjust uh, because the market has is you can't rely on it going back to uh, the old normal anytime soon the old joke is it's tough to make predictions especially about the future <laughs> and yeah and it's especially tough to make predictions in this environment i think the the, the key challenge i mean the, the pwc model is, is is a pretty robust thing it's built on um, um proper econometric modeling um the difficulty with that having you know done a little bit of economic modeling in my time at, <laughs> um, in my early 20s um, the, the challenge with those sort of models is that they're, they're, they're good if if things are sort of on a steady path but it's the inflection points mm. and they, 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 they they're not very good at spotting when things change and I think things are about to change um, quite radically um, as we've just discussed um, and I, I think this is gonna this is gonna skew some of the numbers I think they're probably probably going to be broadly right because i think um it's, it's going to be a year of two halves next year in 2021 is it um to use another old adage you, you know if you if you stick your hand in the oven and the other hand in the freezer on average you're going to be at just the right temperature well i think on average probably 2021 might be at just the right temperature except it'll be freezing in the first half and boiling hot <laughs> in the second half um and you know, uh, I, um, you know, I, I mean, listeners will be amazed to hear me switch from bear to bull, and I am a, you know, um, you're probably still pinching yourself, a, aren't you? Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. As much as a middle-aged, overweight man can be, I'm a, I'm a raging bull. But um, right now, so on this, and I, I was struck there's a there was a interesting economics outlook report from um, Goldman Sachs. Um, and they put it out just after uh, the Biden results came out, which were, you know, broadly for the this sector is pretty positive. You've got to going to have a president, which is as far as he's allowed to by Congress, to to have a big fiscal stimulus and also be a lot more uh, friendly, shall we say, to the sort of in issues of international travel. Um, so th that was pretty good news. But they they said that their outlook was before the vaccine news. And they said, look, if we get a vaccine, they think there's going to be a much sharper v-shaped recovery and i do actually buy into their analysis of what they've got and what they're saying which is quite an astonishing leap so we're they're, they're talking about um the uk growing by 6.1 percent next year um even even though we're, we're going down 10 and a half percent this year and and the eurozone 5.3 percent but even more 
critically i think it is it is just how strong things are looking in 2022 so we recovered you know some of the ground next year but we're going to be covering the ground you know back and more um in 2022 and actually ripping ahead i mean can you remember growth rates they're talking about 7.3 percent in the uk in 2022 i mean 7.3 gdp growth rates i mean that's china levels i mean it's it's incredible actually and this isn't just purely bounce back stuff a bit an element of it is but you know with that uh, underpinning um the economy and the decisions businesses are going to be making i think it's going to be a very brave cfo as is all know we, we need to trim back travel expenses next year when this there's so much opportunity out there with the economy going gangbusters like this i think they're going to be saying look we need to we need to get out there we need to make the most of this opportunity mm. and I, I you know my sense is that actually this is going to be a really good strong recovery as we get into it once you know i don't want to underestimate the challenges we have for the next six to 12 months they are still going to be tough the next six months in particular and it's going to take longer to get this um vaccine out and i I think you know ideally we're going to have a number of vaccine candidates but you know the the uk government as we've discussed previously is backing i think six or seven different vaccine candidates most other country developed countries have a number of vaccine candidates in um in development and you know the um, dear old donald trump and at the end of the day this 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 latest vaccine was a result of his his government's investment um to develop the vaccine and um, it's a very unfashionable thing to say right now but but it, you know it's thanks to his his project warp speed that you know that this vaccine has has come to has come to fruition so um uh, you know i think this is you know an unprecedented you know we've had an unprecedented drop and we're going to see certainly for modern times an unprecedented recovery some other people in the hotel space who have been having a bit of a tough time and that's uh, the people that own a lot of these hotels that are operated by the brands um and particularly the um the us REITs, park hotels and host hotels uh have been struggling because they own the bigger places the ones that are more used to doing convention business and lots of group business um and it's been tough times for them um but they've been uh, struggling to kind of pay off their bank loans while there's been very little coming in but um in terms of there might be there might be some fixed rents but there's certainly no uh, no flexible side to any uh, any rental income and um, it's been a case of how do you reduce the cash burn for a lot of these people um, Ed, host seemed quite bullish and they were looking at possibly having a bit of spare cash to do some acquisitions in the near future um, and been seen not just in the states but across the police hasn't it Andrew there, there's you know Mm. absolutely i mean if you, if you were to describe a hotel you really wouldn't want to be owning in this environment mm. it's big you know it's probably um, in new york hundreds of rooms <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah any any of those major urban destined gateway destinations or or a resort um destination and where you're dependent on conference mm. business um that 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 is just a disaster it has been a disaster for you um in this past sort of nine months or so and will continue to be a disaster let's not be <laughs> beat around the bush here we could probably continue to be a disaster for the next nine months as well so you know it, it, it's a really difficult time and and is going to be a difficult time um for the near term but uh, you know as we come out of this the the good news is that this you'll 
very strongly geared for a great upturn and what's interesting here is is the way actually we you know you listen to hosts you would have thought in this environment the owners would have been pitched against the operators and there'd be you know uh, endless litany of of you know how rubbish marriott were or how rubbish hyatt were um in the case of host but that's absolutely not what you're seeing and what host ceo and and the rest of the senior team are saying um is actually no the the own the operators have um worked with us and um they've shaved significant amounts off of expenses and they've made them more variable and the host says that it expects something like you know uh, 15 20 percent of this variable um of, of these costs are not going to come back and you know that's great news if we have a good strong recovery um and i think and you know there's every sign of that as we've just discussed. but it wasn't all good news because um, tom baltimore from park he he was a little bit more sanguine wasn't he he said he thinks the whole the whole sort of relationship's getting a little bit out of balance and um maybe it's time for a bit of a rebalance of that relationship yeah no he he was banging that traditional drum of of the right. owner um operator relationship i think yeah i mean well let's face it he's got um, heavier debts so he's got more to worry about I mean, he's got more to, <laughs> he's got more to keep him awake at night than the ceo of host <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe that's that, that that's the reason i mean you know uh, uh, th that's obviously more problematic for hilton than yeah. it is for for marriott and for uh, hyatt um if, if, if but i mean I, I was really struck by just how positive uh jim risolio um at host uh, was on that mm -hmm. call um and uh, you know he's his, the context of what, what he was saying in terms of you know they reckon they're going to get up to 150 million um, shaved off their expenses um, annually which is an incredible amount and now that that's not going to be an ongoing number they're saying 10 to 20 percent as, a, as mm. I mentioned um, but but that's still that's pretty chunky um, and uh, and and that shows just how how much the operators have moved and I mean he talked about how how understanding the operators were he was really singing their praises actually mm. and he was saying well look this you know we, we're in a good good situation actually as we as we come out of this and remember this is all pre the vaccine news um and this is really you know this is really the darkest part that was really the, you know before dawn i think we're in a position now where we're seeing the glimpse of light coming over the horizon the sun is is coming up um and these the, these statements were all made before that point so um they're re remarkably positive and i think you know how much more positive are they going to be in q4 actually um as we as we come as we come through this i think it's still going to be an absolute nightmare and i think it, it's gone backwards and what they were hinting at that you know you listen to mark hop lazy and ceo at hyatt saying look um it, it it's gonna it, it's the it's already it was getting worse mm. um stalling into stalling out of the end of the yeah precisely yeah. yeah absolutely and i think that they're right because clearly i mean there's you know further as we know <laughs> we're in a shutdown in england you've just come out of one mm -hmm. in wales chris and um and, you know and across europe we've got shutdowns germany france you name it, it, it um in shutdown there's um shutdowns in parts of the us and across the world um we're seeing it so yeah that's clearly it's a we're we're heading for a difficult winter 
but the the important piece is i think we can look through that now and we have an opportunity to to think about what the future is going to be like as we we can actually glimpse it and see it and mm. smell it um and one thing we haven't remarked on and perhaps we should have done on, on, on the first when we were talking about the first set of results is the ongoing theme of how China is going to show us perhaps a way out of this, how it's going to look. And, you know, one thing that was quite clear is that uh, domestic comes back first. Big domestic markets where you've got big domestic travel demand, you're in a good place. So the likes of Germany, the likes of the UK, um, the US, um, these are all well positioned, I think, you know, um, properties and operators in who in those territories are, are well positioned um, as, as the first stages of the recovery. Because um, the, what's going to be a lag here is international travel and international business and that's going to take a while as it's striking for example if you if you look at marriott's numbers um they said that 25 percent of their demand for their chinese hotels comes from international business travel um clearly that's stopped you can't go into china right now that's ended you know that was just but they've re they replaced that with the rebounding domestic leisure markets not as quite as good a rate but it's not bad and they're doing okay but as that international travel comes in whoo you know we're gonna really see lift off i think um it's it's what a year plus away i would suggest from from that truly getting going again um you've, you've got the factors it's going to take a long while for the vaccine to get to get properly rolled out this is not a you know it's not quite a champagne cork popping moment but it is a it is a, a moment of well you know we can it's it's the you know we can see the end game now so we we have a vision of where we need to go and where we're heading um and i think that that just brings relief and positiveness as we've seen in the stock markets um i think they're probably slightly overblown um i think that's going to be the tough time to to get back to to where you know where we were and you know the pwc prediction of maybe it will be 2024 i'm more bullish than that now i thought it was going to be the case but i think if we do see that economic v-shaped recovery which goldman sachs is talking about um a number of other commentators are now you know um forecasters are now uh, suggesting we're going to have uh, uh, there's every reason to believe that 2022 and beyond is going to look pretty good for this sector yeah uh over to you for the all five star award this week well, of course, there's only one thing on, you know, um, well, I guess there's two things one would argue is, uh, is, is the US election, which is <clears throat> all but done, I think. Um, let's not do the politics bit, but um, it, it seems to be done. Um, and, um, you know, for the sector, it's a, it's a good result, I think. But the real five star has to be um, the vaccine. Um, the prospect of um, uh, a vaccine now there's so many ifs and buts and what it you know maybes around this um, and yeah we're going to do that and we but I would say if you if you you know in my newfound bullish <laughs> mode I would say well look if you can distribute a vaccine in a 
in Central Africa, which they did during Ebola, with all of the challenges of refrigeration, etc. Surely, surely to goodness we're going to get that done in where we've got much stronger supply chains in, in, in developed markets. So, you know, we will get this vaccine out. Um, it, it, it's going to take a while, but, you know, even just having frontline health workers inoculated, having um, the most vulnerable people in our society inoculated is going to enable us to at least get that first domestic portion of travel underway. So 2021 is going to be about that. But coming out, you know, as we actually see a widespread vaccination program across many territories, we'll actually start seeing that international travel piece come back. And I think it's going to come back. So on that positive, say bye for now.